You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But demo, did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stand I the best sports book in Vegas is now open in Tennessee. And to celebrate, Superbook Sports is giving you a $1,000 first bet bonus. Really simple to understand. When you place a first wager up to $1,000, Superbook will match your deposit, no matter if that bet wins or loses. Win or lose, get $1,000, up to $1,000. So, bring the top-rated sportsbook in Vegas to the palm of your hand by downloading the Superbook Sports Tennessee app now. Earn free money no matter what. Tennessee, get in the game. Download the Superbook Sports app and visit Superbook.com to place your wager now. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Grizzlies are back in action tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder and Chet Holmgren, who's just taken the entire world by storm. They are two-point underdogs, plus 115 on the Money line. Yeah, I mean, look, it's an interesting matchup because um, the Grizzlies do have a couple guys they could throw at Chet, you know. Xavier Tillman, playoff experience. I mean, it is a, it is a proving ground for him, bro. I mean, this is an opportunity for him to, like, he can he can change some hearts and minds if he locks it down Chet Holmgren, assuming Chet plays. He, this number suggests he will. Um, that That's a tall order for Xavier there, John. See what I did there? Yeah. It is a tall order, but because you're not you're not Chet Holmgren's not just chained. He's not just chained to the basket. Uh he's guys gonna take you outside. And again, I would tell you, could embarrass Xavier out there. He's got the skills to do so. Not necessarily saying it'll happen. Yes, the Grizzlies got a ton of bodies. Frankly, I'd throw some of those combo forwards at him too, because they've got the strength, particularly a Roddy, something like that, maybe get him off of his spots. He looked particularly comfortable last night. They let they let him be too comfortable. I want to see you get physical with him, push him off of his spots. Maybe you use a David Roddy or or even a Laravia. Let's see what some of these forwards can do against him. Let me just put it all on. Can't just put it all on Xavier and say go stop the man. Throw a bunch of different looks at him. Let's see, let's see what his weaknesses are. I suspect it's going to be physical play. I mean, so are you coming? Do you come away from yesterday and and thinking that the the best rookie in the NBA is going to be? Didn't the, the odds actually moved on rookie of the year after that they performance? Did, yes. It shows you. I mean, we sit up here and say, not going to overreact to summer league. Not going to take you know, not going to take too much from summer league. Vegas obviously did yesterday right. after that performance from him. And usually Vegas isn't so dumb. I I don't know because again, I think once we see Bancaro, we're going to be impressed by him as well. Um, we'll see on Jabari, but either one of those two guys, I think, are are in fine position. I mean, frankly, all three of them are. Are in fine position to uh, to win to win rookie of the year. I'm not moving Chet to the front of the line based on what I saw yesterday. Although I saw where Vegas clearly did shift a little bit. Yeah, I mean I could be wrong. I just I I 
I'm skeptical of his ability to stay healthy for an 82 game season. I'm skeptical of his, um, you know, his lack of width and mass um, in an NBA setting. I mean, look, if he's not, we always say this: if he's not thriving in a situation like yesterday, right? If he's not able to friggin', you know, put Taco Fall in a blender, what are we talking about? He's the number two pick in the draft. He's supposed to have. He's supposed to be able to do those things against non-pros. Um, so I look, I, I I could be wrong. I could, you know, he could go on to be an eight to ten time All Star, and he makes me look foolish. But I just, I, I just, so, I have so many questions about, you know, him holding up physically. That's what it, it's not about the skill, dude. Skilled, like that's why he got drafted number two, and and obviously he's he's taller and he's bigger than everybody. But you know, I we we can't really know until we see Chet Holmgren. You know, game fifty five. What's that look like, right? Game sixty five. What's that look like? Look, that's 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 supposed to be him all day. You know, yesterday he's supposed to do that. So yeah, let's revisit the conversation of because I don't have I don't have physical converse, uh, questions about Paolo Bancaro. I don't have physical conver- uh, you know concerns over Jabari Smith. Mm-hmm. I have physical concerns over over Chet because of his build, you know. I mean, that's just I think that's we all we all share that, right? So, but it's never been a question of oh, I don't think the guy's skilled. It's just, I don't I don't know if I who do I trust more, the average NBA defender, right, and their ability to 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 hold up over 82 games or Chet. And I'm just I'm I'm going with the you know the the former there. He's a unicorn though, like this one's a true one. Yeah, Harrington said y'all got carried away with Wiseman. We got carried away with putting it on every big that could not could step outside and shoot a three. We tried to give it. We tried to call him a unicorn. We we sure Th- we, this one this dude's a unicorn. Like what he can do from a skill level standpoint. Again, even against bigger bigs in the past, I know you've still got a lot to prove at this level. But he has not backed down, and in most cases, played well against them. I mean, look, it wasn't like Jalen Duran outclassed him. Like, he had a solid line in that game all the way around, contributed in a bunch of different areas. So even when you throw one of the most athletic bigs in the draft, right. so arguably the athletic, he, he you know, he showed well. I mean, drove around Jalen Duran at one point. So I just, with, with his ball handling, again, this guy grew eight inches one summer. He was a guard. Right. That's what he was trained to be, much like Anthony Davis. This dude's got the real unicorn type skills that you don't see anything like him. And again, you you put his, you know, how gaunt he is, how skinny he is next to him. It, it is. It's what makes him so unique. He he is different than than most things. He's got a little bit of Kevin Durant in him, mm-hmm. right? A little bit of Porzingis in him. A little Dirk. A little Dirk in him. Yep. But then, I mean, he's got he's got a couple of post moves as well down there. And defensively, the way he will go after other bigs, bigs who are stronger than him, I just I don't know what it compares to. I just can't compare it to anything. Yeah, so I it's, yeah, it's unicornish. That that that's um, that's one thing. And then one thing that we have not talked about, which is getting weird, is Kevin Durant. It's getting weird because we heard about this a week ago. Yeah, Phoenix is just getting stuff in the line. Here. Well, Brian Windhorst said that one potential suitor, and we talked about this. It's crazy. Like I I think we talked about it before. Brian Windhorst talked about it. He said one potential suitor that is not getting as much attention, but but should be, is the Pelicans. He reported that the Pelicans are contenders to land Kevin Durant. Um, so that's that. Again, they they were not on his first two correct uh, list preferred list of uh, destinations. So uh, Willie uh, Willie Green, man, some of y'all are gonna look silly. 
because y'all was giving me such a hard time on Willie Green is Willie Green, and Willie Green might be key to landing Durant. Brian yeah. Windor said Willie Green is selling the vision that they have to Kevin Durant, or at least they hope to have him do that. Um, New Orleans has 13, count them, 13 future first-round picks. Woo! Right? And they have Zion. Um, they probably could beat any team's offer if they nah, truly wanted nah, to. not that Phoenix offer. Nah. Uh, right with players? You're just saying with that combination of picks. The, the ringer says. What, Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram and, like, all the picks. All the picks. I don't know. I will say, I, I mean, in terms of if you're building around something with your new what, – what what do you want, Brandon Ingram or DeAndre Aiden? Well – In today's NBA, you probably – you would select Brandon Ingram first. I, there, I have another no? I have another thing to add on Willie Green. This is like uh, Windhorst here, Stranger Things going on. Willie Green was hired as an assistant coach in Golden State weeks after Kevin Durant signed there. Initially, during that season, okay, Wendy. When Durant was rehabbing, he and Willie Green played one on one, and he helped KD get back in shape. The New Orleans Pelicans, according to Brian Windhorst, see Willie Green as their weapon, <laughs> and they do. They think Willie Green is going to be able to get this done, and again, also because they have thirteen first round picks, that's huge. And I don't know how much of those you'd be willing to give away, but. Probably a lot, right? If well, you have you'd Zion have to, based Durant. on the Rudy Gobert trade, you're going to have to give up a lot of them. Five of those things, probably. Kevin Durant, uh, it's unclear if he will allow a meeting, right? That's what I'm saying. He didn't, that, no, I didn't see Pelicans on his list here. But why not? Like, the, Wouldn't the Pelicans be a perfect place for Kevin Durant? The reason why I say that is because he's Not out, better than Phoenix. Well, maybe not better than Phoenix, but he's out of the limelight, right? He doesn't have the media. He hates media attention. He hates it when he gets scrutinized and Stop. he does. He complains oh, no, all he the lo- time. Well, he complains, but he he's out there looking. He's out there looking because he wants you to like him. He loves when he's being talked about the media, John. I think it makes. He's sense. He's just sensitive. I think it really makes sense. It really, it, it truly does. It would be bad news for the Grizzlies, of course, because they're they're not. You know, the the Suns have a window, right? They have like a you know two or three year window. Chris Paul retires, and who knows what that looks like. The the Pelicans, on the other hand, have a much larger window. And they would be in your way if you're the Memphis Grizzlies. That would be the that would be the concern. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. That's not really a take. That's just like if they have Kevin Durant and Zion Williamson and CJ McCollum and Alvarado and Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, they're just going to be in your way. You know. I mean, their roster will be better. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean that they'll nah, always I, be better. But nah, I still. I mean, I don't know why he would change the preferred list. You got to. Uh, a Phoenix team with Booker, who's been through a little more, obviously was a letdown this year. I just look at I, I look at New Orleans and I say, okay, where's where's the experience? C.J. McCollum, I guess, getting to a Western Conference Finals. I'm going to point to Zion doesn't know how to win. Got to you know, got to get on the court first. So I'm just looking at which situation in terms of what's around me are guys ready to win? Am I closer in terms of I'm putting one of them over the hump? Right. I just think you feel. If you're Kevin Durant, you feel safer about what you see with oh yeah, Chris Paul, yes, and and, and Devin Booker in, in Phoenix. Well, the other problem is, according to Sean For New Orleans? You no, know, for the Nets uh, and, and the Suns, are that they, they are not persuaded by their offer. They, they, they according to Shams, are not persuaded by uh, Cam, Bridges, Aiton. 
And see, they, they, see the Gobert. They don't have just, anything else. That, that Minnesota just kill. It kills you. It kills you on that. And and that's what they're going to do is keep is is keep saying, okay, what else you got for us? Exactly. And they're smart to do that, especially after the haul of Gobert. And so you'd say, hey, put some picks on top of those players. They're going to want, you know, again, that Gobert thing set the market, especially when it comes to this KD trade that where you've got to get more, comparatively speaking. And so that's just that's. That's terrible news for Phoenix, frankly, how much of a price Minnesota was willing to pay it really, for Rudy it Gobert. Really, it really was. And from a business sense, because 100%. Four first-round picks for Rudy Gobert. So now you throw those players, that, that, that combination of players at the Nets, and they, huh, that's not enough. Look at what Minnesota got for, you know, for Gobert. We want picks, too. We're trying to build a future here without him. So, uh, again, you see, too, they, the slick move of, of they're taking a chance on T.J. Warren. Low risk. Yep. But I very, like it. but very smart. That's like a vet minimum. Last like, time he basically. played full, yeah, he averaged almost twenty points. One so year the guy, deal. If fully healthy, they might end up with a steal there and a guy you can sign long term for the future. But no, nah, man, I, I get wanting more than just the players if you're the Nets because you can because it's KD and KD should get a bigger haul than Rudy Gobert did uh, from uh, from Minnesota. According to Woj, recently the team that has emerged one on one for Durant is oddly enough the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. I think I think they moved up to second best odds to get him if I'm not mistaken. What I saw earlier today, right behind Phoenix. Is that just gonna be like the, that's gonna be like their gimmick now? Like, hey, you just if you're a wayward like star, come here and win a title for a year and leave. That's what they did for Kawhi. They're gonna do it for KD too. What a weird brand that is. It's that's strange. Do you care though how you get it? If it's, if it's if no, it's a, I mean, if it's don't. come by rented guys, no. do you care if you've got the chance? Well, I I just put us in that boat. Would we care? No, I don't Set think Jaw so. Set to the side if we were doing it with rentals. Look, it's, it's easy to say. Nah. It's easy to say in July that oh, I want to build it the organic way. Mm-hmm. But but you know, it's another when you actually win a championship and all that stuff stops mattering. You know, the only thing that matters is that you won a title. I don't know. It just I I am not I am not closed off to the situation that. Or the idea that Kevin Durant is back in Brooklyn. I thought that that's come back up more. I thought today is that both yeah. of them returning and figuring this thing well, out. Well, because trying to figure it out. not going to like they're not going to. There's not going to be a deal that's good enough, right? That's going to be the problem. I could see that. I'm like, saying that no, more, 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 and them not getting it. You know, demanding more because of the Rudy trade. But what's the difference between Houston and Brooklyn, though? Right? Houston didn't get a great return on that James Harden deal, and they still had to do it because James Harden refused to play. So what's the di- I, I guess the difference is you've had deals since. What are we talking about here? And, Ke- that, that, and Kevin Durant's got four years left. A hundred percent. You got that, total he, control over him. He has no leverage. I think I think James Harden was in line for a new contract, right? Mm-hmm. At some point. So yeah, that's that's probably the, that, that's probably the difference that you have you have four years left on Kevin Durant and he he can't what he's going to do retire. I mean he can't hold out, right? He's got play. So that is the thing. I that's why. I I think that's almost I wouldn't say it's because I don't know how the hell would I know, but that makes sense to me, that they just say look, KD, we we love you and we want to get you to do you know, but we got to do right by our franchise too, and we don't have a deal out here that we like, so, so uh, tough, <laughs> right? I mean, they can tell them that, right? Can they not? No, I, I just think in the end, Phoenix ends up giving them what they want, because you you know, again, you're talking about windows, particularly for a Chris Paul. You're probably going to be willing to pay whatever price you have, and so the Nets are being smart here. That's a hell of a package of players. If they can get a couple of picks added to it, well, there's your monster haul for Kevin Durant. Sounds like you're only a picker, a couple of picks away to go with that player combo. Well, they that know Phoenix the picks ain't going to be good, though. So they, keep. Well, they know that. Uh, fair. That's fair. That's fair for right now. Okay, we, don't, we, we don't want your stupid 29th overall pick. 
Um, certainly not as good. Again, when you're talking about years from now, though, on some of these, I mean, how far out were some of the Minnesota picks? 29? Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so again, it doesn't have to stay that good forever. They can be worth something, but my point would be you're not taking the players. You've got to add the picks. Right. My, my guess is that Phoenix eventually comes off of everything the Nets are asking for because I think they're in a tough spot, man, when you got this dude who has made it clear he don't want to be there anymore, that you guys have blown it. And you could say, yeah, you got the leverage. You got him under contract, but – if you've got nothing else to go with them, we just saw that last year. Well, yeah. You're not a contender. You also don't want to hold a guy hostage. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be on the same page. You have to get on the same page of, of you know. So you, I, I think in the end, Phoenix will do what it takes to get him. And in the end, it's probably going to end up being that bigger haul than than uh, than Utah got for Rudy. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fascinating situation to uh, watch unfold. And it's it is amazing that like all, a million teams have come up. The Pelicans have come up. The Raptors. Well, it's have come like up. been seven days too yeah. since the trade request. Yeah. I expected you know? it to go down sooner than later. Yeah, for KD, you expect it to be fast. Um, but you have not heard the Grizzlies, and nobody has reported the Grizzlies. Well, and they've gone way down that yeah. list of yeah, destiny, you know, yeah. most likely destinations. Nah, I'm not. Yep. Uh, look, here's the thing though: you don't get to be Kevin Durant and, and potentially call your shot without being the best. And to be the best, you got to put the work in. You can put the work in right here in Memphis if you're, a, you know, your mom or your dad, and you got a got a son or a daughter. You're looking for something to do this summer. Best place to take them is shoot 360s right here in Memphis, and it's the same technology that Steph and Clay use to become the best. It's gonna help them with their jump shot, help them with their dribbling, help them with their passing, and they're gonna love it, and have a great time while they do it. It's shoot 360 here in Memphis. Yep, it's for the city too. They're trying to make every baller in Memphis better. You got to get out there though to 85 Market Center Drive in Kyrieville so they can get you the program that you need, depending upon what level you're at. But that's the great thing. Even if you're at your beginner level, they've got just what you need to make your son or daughter better. Yeah, intermediate, uh, pro level, whatever they got. They've got all the state of the art technology that can help even a pro uh, fine tune his shot. Developmental coaches, the weight training, they've got it all. They make it super affordable. That's what I'm here to tell you. As the father of an eight year old, can do a one year commitment, have those months, those 12 months as low as $130 a month. That's what I pay for CJ's eight martial arts classes a month that are an hour long. That's eight hours a month for 130 Here you're getting unlimited access. Much better deal out at Shoot360. Matter of fact, it's a fantastic deal. you got to go see for yourself. It's the future of basketball training right here in Memphis. The future's now at Shoot360. Go see him again out at 85 Market Center Drive in Collierville. The man who recruited, signed, enrolled, and developed David Roddy into a first-round draft pick. Selected by the Memphis Grizzlies. It's Nico Medvek. Memphis has seemed to know what they're doing in the draft. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You know, this front office, they've gotten a lot of stuff right over the past few years, evidence being that they have built a team that finished with the second-best record in the NBA this past season. It's the Gary Parish Show. GP is America's college basketball insider for CBS. Gary Parish, weekdays 4 till 6 p.m., 92.9 FM, ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rob Fisher, pre and post for the Memphis Grizzlies on Bally. Rob, are you ready to overreact to one game of exhibition basketball? Man, I'm ready to put up another Summer League banner. That's what I'm ready to do. This is just a tune-up. Me too. Grizzlies have an advantage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you you got they got more games under their belt. Not, not only that, yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, having NBA guys out there, you can tell the difference, and uh, and it showed. And yeah, I'm I'm a. I've I've gotten more intrigued by summer league over the last maybe three years. Because I think we were just so discouraged by Summer League by seeing the great Russ Smith and the great Josh (laughs) Selby. Uh, You know, and guys who dominated and were MVPs of Summer League and then just were nothing. But now it's, it's, you know, now I watch it intrigued by who looks like they don't belong. And to me, that's always the the most positive. You know, last year it was very evident right off the bat. Desmond Bain looked like he didn't belong. Cool, let's get him a couple games, let him sit a few games, and just get him some reps. And uh, Xavier Tillman looks like he doesn't belong there. Zaire Williams, I think, last night looked like he doesn't belong there. And to me, those are very positive signs. Uh, I try not to overreact and get too excited about things because this is basically a glorified college all-star game more than anything. Uh, and some guys are NBA guys and some guys are not. And, and if you if you don't make an impact, you know, maybe you don't belong in the NBA. Or if you make a small impact as a rookie, good. And, and you dominate out there, good. So it, it's almost like if you look great, that's okay. If you look terrible, that's bad. But everything in the middle is just like, eh, okay. The, the, the other thing, the other reason why we were traumatized by Summer League is that the Grizzlies would draft these guys and they would, like, not play. Like, they'd be, like, hurt, you know? Right. And so we, like, right. we, we wouldn't even, like, we wouldn't even be able to look forward to, like, you know, the Jarrell Martins of the world because they, right. they didn't suit up. So we couldn't even get we, only, we had that dude from Notre Dame for, like, five straight years. Yes. That was never going to make the roster, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> but he was on the team, like, every year. Jack, Jack something, Buchanan yeah. was on the team. No, nah, you're exactly you know, right. Guys that you know are not going to make the team. And those those are – those are tough moments during summer league for me to watch because it's like, oh, okay, that's good, but they have no chance. You know, maybe they'll be on the hustle, or maybe another team will take a look at them, but they have no chance because there just aren't roster spots no, for because, the Grizzlies right now. Look, all you want, right, as a fan is, and this is, I think, this is true of like your your regular team and your summer league team is that you're just looking for reasons to be hopeful. You know, yes, you just want to say like, hey. Jake LaRavia is the shooting that the Grizzlies need to get them to the Western Conference Finals two years from now, right? Like that's that's all your that's all that's all you need. And uh, and look, one game in, you know, let them like let them fly, let it fly, man. Yeah, we got a starting four now to start the season. So good, good, everything's taken care of for the contending team. And, and then 
I mean, not to mention we got little Zebo uh, on the. That's team. right. So yeah, everything's looking great. It's it's funny. The overreaction is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 cool. I think that you know you. I, I was stunned that the Grizzlies drafted four guys. I, I said before the draft, I'd be surprised if they took three. So I guess I was right because they took four. Uh, but you know, so it's cool to see them play and see if if they can dominate or at least be better than the competition. And you know, I thought Kennedy Chandler was better than the competition. I thought he looked really good. Uh, Laravia looked really good. Looked smooth. Uh, looks comfortable. Um, you know, Roddy was he was fine. Um, Williams was was good. Um, so you know, to see those guys just kind of, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget. You know, when when the Grizzlies drafted Ashim Thabit, that was that was that was the biggest red flag for me. Was he went to summer league and didn't dominate? Yep. And I was like, oh no, that, that's not good. When you're the number two pick in the draft, you, you need to dominate in the summer league. And he didn't. Now these guys, none of them are number two picks, but you know the Grizzlies have been very good drafting players and getting guys that can contribute and be part of your rotation. So you expect these guys to be better than the competition when they're out there. And at least for one game, they were. How did what you hoped to see from Santi compare to what you, to what we did see, Rob? He got another one tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was okay. He didn't, he didn't stand out. And again, you know, when you got a guy who's got the NBA experience, um, you, you hope that he stands out in games like this. And he had some moments uh, last night, but I thought he had some really bad moments too, uh, that, he looked, that he looked like a summer league player. I mean, some really bad shots that had no chance of going in. Um, and, and a couple of plays that I thought were a little out of control. But, you know, for, for a guy like him, all right, uh, tonight, hopefully tonight's better. Uh, he's a guy that can play every one of these games in Salt Lake and in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, and you just hope to see some things and see some improvement because, you know, those are the guys, uh, you know, those, those guys now that are on the floor, they're all going to be fighting for minutes. Santi Aldama's got nothing guaranteed to him. Uh, he's going to have to earn it. And, and hopefully uh, he does through the summer league. Uh, last night withstanding, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't great. He didn't stand out. He wasn't, you know, had 13. Well, he was decent. He wasn't terrible. Um, but, but you want but guys he, like that yeah, to like be amazing, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Yeah. Like that's kind of the the bar is just higher for a guy like that. Like Zaire, I mean Zaire, not even to the level of Zaire Williams, because you expect Zaire Williams to be great in these games, and that's the hope. Similar to what you saw with Desmond Bain last year. Yep. And I think you saw it in game one with Zaire. Okay, he doesn't belong here. This is great. He can work on some things. He can work on his ball handling. He can work on distributing. And had eight dimes last night. So. You know, those are things that you want to see from him, and you want to see him dominate, and he did. Uh, Santi, yeah, you'd you'd like to see that. You'd like to see him have more moments of, wow, look at him. Uh, He's dominating this competition, or he doesn't belong here. Because I even thought last year, not only Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman, I I thought John Conchar looked like he didn't belong in summer league. You know, he he was that good above that competition because of the NBA experience he had. That's kind of what I hope to see from Santi in this summer league. What I saw with John Conchar last year. Yeah, he's an NBA player. He's better than these guys. He's got a roster spot. We don't need to worry about him. And after one game, that wasn't the case, but there's still a lot more to go. Uh, David Roddy is, a, is another one. And, and, and look, that's the other. There's, there's two sides. There's two sides of overreaction. You can overreact when a, when a guy has a great day, and you can overreact when a guy doesn't have a, a, a good day. What did, yeah. what did you see in David Roddy? Is it one of those things where we might be having a completely different conversation, you know, this time tomorrow about him? Like, what did you see from him yesterday? 
again, not terrible, but nothing great. I, I thought he was good. I, lo- I love his size. Um, I love his energy. Um, I, th- I think he'll be better. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, from the draft picks, I don't know what to expect because I don't know much about him. I haven't seen them play much. But my level of confidence in the Grizzlies' front office and right. what they've done targeting guys and how these guys have panned out gives me hope that they're going to pan out and, and be rotation-type guys um, because they've targeted and been very well at, done very well at targeting players. So uh, nothing really stood out for me for him last night. I, I like him. He's a, bas- he's a good basketball player, and, and I think that's kind of what we saw with all the guys last night. They're good basketball players, technically good basketball players, and so that's good. I, I think he'll be fine. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. Um, you know, again, it, when guys don't stand out, it's one game. Other guys did. So let's see what happens over the next, what, two in Salt Lake and, what, four or five in, yeah. in Vegas. Because well, he's going to be a guy that's going to play every night um, in, until he shows that he doesn't need to. And, and so far he, he didn't do that in game one. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him play more minutes, get more opportunities, and, and just see what he can do against this competition. So um, not much to take away from game one. Uh, Chet Holmgren going to hold up for 82, Rob? Because, man, if he does, boy, he's got some tools in that bag of his. Yeah, he does. He, he's got the tools. I think he's got the toolbox as well, the, you know, the, the, the IQ and, yeah. and, and the mind to play the game. He had some really impressive things going on last night. And, and like I said earlier, you know, this is a glorified college all-star game, basically, with a lot sure. of fringe NBA guys and then some guys who are going to be NBA guys. Well, Chet Holmgren showed after one game. doesn't need to be here. Um, so he's going to continue to get more reps. He probably won't play a lot of games uh, in summer league because he's already shown in one game what he can do against this competition. Uh, so against this competition, yeah, he's dynamic. He's probably the best player on the floor uh, every time he takes the floor. Now, how does that translate into the NBA season? Well, he's, he's going to be like a lot of rookies, especially being on a team that he's on mm-hmm. that has a lot of young talent. He's going to have a lot of downs. But I think the upside is going to be there. I, I can't wait to see him in the NBA because, like a lot of people, his frame just doesn't, doesn't scare me, doesn't worry me. I mean, that's going a little overboard, but it, it's, it's concerning. I mean, he, he's, he, he's so thin, but... You know, and where's his game going to be? Is it going to be outside the arc? Is he going to go to the basket? Is it going to be a little bit of both? I mean, to be the shot blocker, you think he's going to be around the basket a lot more. Now, Jaron's been able to do it playing the four. Maybe Holmgren can do it playing the five or the four and stepping out and just stretching the floor a little bit. I'm interested to see him. I think he's a a real interesting prospect because he he does have all the tools. And that little fadeaway Dirk shot that he took last night, that's that's unguardable. You, You can't. There, there's no stopping that. So if that's something he can have in his arsenal and knock that down with regularity, yeah, he, he could be dynamic even in his rookie year. You, know, you mentioned him, and, and based on the gains we were hoping he would make this offseason, Rob, how big of a setback in terms of right now we're trying to weigh it? Do you think this, this Jaron Jackson injury news and him missing, obviously, at least the first month, maybe two, will, you know, we speculate on how long, how cautious the Grizzlies will be. How much of a setback is it? Oh, my. Uh, it's, it, it's, 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 um, it's very concerning. Uh, I mean, just to put it bluntly, it's, it's concerning because my thought was 
you know, worst case scenario for the Grizzlies this offseason is they go through the draft, they draft some players, and they run it back. Mm-hmm. And to run it back, to me, you know, some people might think that's not really going in a forward direction. But because of the games that were missed last year, if you told me going into this season you have the same roster, but Ja, Dylan, Jaron are all going to play 70 games, well, I think you're a better team. Yeah. Um, well, now all of a sudden that's already taken away with Jaron. Um, so that is concerning. But the biggest concern is I, I don't think you have a starting four on the team right now. Right. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's one. And that's scary. So is there another move to be made? You know, we, we, we can talk after one summer league game that LaRavia is the guy that can step into the starting lineup, but are you really thinking you're a contender by putting a rookie in at the four position? Uh, for this season and in replacing Jaron Jackson Jr., I'm, I'm not so confident in that. Right. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. And, and, you know, the easy answer is, well, Brandon Clark. But Brandon Clark's shown in the past, and his sample size has gotten big, that he just doesn't perform as well when right. he's in the starting lineup. That's he right. just doesn't. That's true. So who's the other guy? I mean, do you go super small and it's Zaire? Or, I mean, you, I can't imagine you have Tillman and Adams on the floor together. I mean, that, that's not a lot of scoring from your front court. So, I don't know. Maybe there's another move that's going to be out there before the season's right. up. Maybe there's a free agent that's still out there. But I, I have to believe the Grizzlies aren't done because I can't imagine going into the season without someone – locked in at that four position. Right, and I don't think you have anybody on the roster that's locked in there right now. Yep. We're talking to Rob Fisher right. here from uh, the Grizz broadcast team, pre and post. Um, Kevin Durant is looking for a new home, not even as it relates to Memphis, just sort of fundamentally on, on your view of him. Um, if you're running an NBA team, how much are you willing to give up for him You know, at 30 but having four years left on his contract? Is it everything? Is it almost everything? Like what's your – What's your threshold for KD in 2022? I'm an almost everything guy. I mean, I, I think to me, and, and I'll, I'll go ahead and put it towards the Grizzlies example, I, that you have so many assets with draft picks, and we saw what Rudy Gobert was able to get back in draft picks. So I imagine Kevin Durant, it, it would be similar. Uh, well, the Grizzlies have all those assets, and they have some players that you could move. I mean, to me, if you can keep two of your three core guys, Ja for sure, Ja, ja number one. I mean, you're keeping him. That, there's, there's no discussion there. If you can keep one of Desmond or Jaron and you can acquire Kevin Durant, I say go for it. You're a contender, and you are, you are a, uh, one of the favorites to win the NBA title right off the bat, and not just for a year, but for the next four years. So I go all in, and I think there are a lot of teams that would consider going all in, and you know because teams are going to look different right now. But Brooklyn's going to ask for the world, and I don't know how many teams are able to make it. I mean, Oklahoma's a city that could make a deal like that. But what's the point of Durant wanting to go to Oklahoma City? He wouldn't. Um, so he would want to go to a contender. I don't know how many contenders have right the assets to make a move for Kevin Durant. I mean, Phoenix, all right, you want to start with Devin Booker? Hell no. Right. We're not, we're not making that move. Uh, Golden State. Maybe Golden State's got some of the assets and everything, but... We don't, don't know. know. We don't know that Kevin Durant wants to go back there. That's right. That's right. And, and so that would be kind of weird. I hope that doesn't happen because that would suck for everybody uh, that Golden State would get that much better again. But I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how many contenders actually have all the assets and would want to move that many assets 
to bring in a Kevin Durant. I think the Grizzlies, if, if the Grizzlies are ever going to take a shot at a trade for a superstar player, they have the assets, and one of them's available right now to do it. So I, I imagine that it's, it's been talked about and discussed. Um, I hope it's been talked about and discussed because this might be the opportunity to shoot your shot, and you might not get another opportunity like this. Wow. That's interesting. I, I mean, like I, the, aggress- I kinda the aggressiveness. Had, I kind of moved because I don't, you know, again, if they're balking, which they are, they're balking at DeAndre Ayton, they're balking at uh, Bridges, Bridges and Johnson, and I got to start, how do the Grizzlies get Kevin Durant back without sending both Jaron and Desmond Bain? You know, right. I mean, that's I, I, that is, I feel like that's a non-starter. And then you got to look yourself in the mirror and you got to ask that question. It's a hard question, Rob. It just it. You know, it's not easy. It's a generational yeah. player we're talking about, though. This is a guy who's, you know, <laughs> going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. So, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but you're right. I mean, whether it's Kevin Durant or whether it's somebody else, some somebody will come along, you know, and the Grizzlies, I'm assuming, will you know that's and that's and that is the beauty of it, and it's a removal from the way it used to be, which is a credit to the new you know the new regime. They're always going to be in a position to capitalize. They're never going to yeah. get caught with their pants down, right? They're always yeah. going to have a chance to do it, and that's all you can ask for in this league. But, it really is. But Rob, it feels like Minnesota did it for the wrong guy. What say you on on Gobert and what they gave up to get him? It was that was a boatload. I I I was surprised that they did that because I liked I I liked the direction Minnesota's going in. I mean, after January, they were one of the best teams in the Western Conference, and and they gave the Grizzlies all they could handle in in that first round series. And I liked the direct. I, I kind of compared Minnesota to what the Grizzlies were a year ago. They were kind of following that path, and 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 I think with Anthony Edwards. With Carl Anthony Towns playing the best basketball of his life, um, which I don't know if that's sustainable, but it, it certainly was the case this year. Um, and, and, you know, I, I thought maybe the D'Angelo Russell thing wasn't a good fit. I, to me, Minnesota needs a point guard. They, they need a guy to distribute the ball. They have, they have nobody. Brevin talked about it during every broadcast during that playoff series. When it comes down to crunch time and it gets down to it, who's going to make the play to get somebody the shot? Yeah. Minnesota doesn't have anybody. Um, so to me, that was the position they needed to address. But getting Gobert, it just—I don't know. It, to me, it just kind of changes who they are and what they do. And I thought they were heading in the right direction. I, I don't—I don't know if this is something that moves them, you know, up three, four spots in the West. I, I don't think it does. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was malpractice there. That that was absolute malpractice, and it's—it's uh, it's just good. You know, it really is. It's good to just. Be able to sit back and watch everybody else fall all over themselves. You know that's <laughs> that's the luxury of having a young team that was just the second seed in the in the West. Is that like uh, at this? At this, you're right, John. Or you're you're right because at this point, you know, every year the the conversation that always irks me is when people talk about how everybody in the West has gotten better, and they think the Grizzlies will just slide down. When every year I keep telling people, well, I think the Grizzlies are better, too. And I think the Grizzlies, you know, the Jaron Health thing scares me. But when Jaron's back, if this team is intact, I think they're better than they would be a year ago based on the injuries. And let's remember the first 20 games of the season last year, they were an under 500 team. So I think the Grizzlies come back as a better team this year. In the West, I mean, how many teams right now after this 
start of free agency and after the draft and everything, do you think this team's making a big leap? I don't know if there are any. I mean, Golden State's going to make a big leap because of health. Clippers. But Phoenix, they take a step back a little bit, at least. I think so. I think so. Um, Chris Paul kind of fell off a cliff. Now, I know they're blaming COVID out there for his birthday party, but... And and Aiden probably isn't going to be back. Crowder's not going to be back, so... Are they better? Um, Utah certainly isn't better. They're gone. Utah's going in the other direction. Yeah. Um, you know, Golden State's still Golden State. Clippers, yeah, they'll be better. I still don't believe in them because I still don't believe that Paul George or Kawhi Leonard play more than 50 games minimum, maximum uh, for those two guys. So I, I, I don't know how much they climb. And frankly, when they were in the lineup, they weren't that great of a team, even with them playing. So – they'll be better, but I don't think they make a major leap. So I I, I don't think anybody in the West has really jumped the Grizzlies. I I, I don't think you you look at it and say, boy, the West is a gauntlet again. I don't don't know if it is. Now, a lot more things could still happen. Maybe the Lakers make some big move that puts them Mm -hmm. back in relevancy, but as of right now, they're not. Yeah. Hey, Fish, man, you're the best, dude. Appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much, Rob. Fellas, always a pleasure. Let's get ready for that parade down Beale Street. That's right. right. Summer League Championship. We're doing it. I'm We're ready, brother. Thanks, Fish. Thank you, man. You got it, fellas. Yep. He is Rob Fisher, uh, pre and post for the Grizzlies television broadcast. Yeah. I mean, again, um, you, you didn't have to make a drastic move. We knew that sort of coming in. Like, the, when you are ahead, ahead, as, as ahead of schedule as the Grizzlies are, you know, you, pick, you, you lay back and you pick your spots. Could Kevin Durant be a spot? If you want to go that route, for sure. But they may not want to cash their chips in on, on you know, Kevin Durant. They may want to have a different position in mind. They may have a different idea in mind. Who knows? You know, so it's one of those things to consider. And because you, it would, you have to, you have to, you have to give up everything to get Kevin Durant. That's clear. Yeah. You got to give up saying, everything. I'm, I'm with Rob. I'm just not doing it where I'm willing to give up Jaron and Bain. And two, right now, two of the three. Well, they wouldn't take Jaron, right? Probably not. I mean, not by himself. Although, I mean, again, it's a stress fracture. He's expected to be back second half of the season. You'd have to throw in, you know, Desmond. I mean, and that's not a throw-in. That's like the yeah. thing it's centered I'm around. Still not doing, the, you know, two of the three guys. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Not for You keep saying 30. He's going to be 34 this year. Yeah. Why do I keep making him 30? I don't know. You did it with Rob again. He's I not keep, 30. I keep, I keep rewinding the clock on Kevin Durant. In quite a bit, like right. a few seasons. If he was thirty, there's probably if he's thirty, there's probably not much of a discussion about it, is there? If he's thirty, he's like, all right, you got a little bit longer window, bro. Right, right, and four years on that deal. Yeah, yeah he's thirty-eight by the time his deal's over. Yeah, he'll be, yeah. He'll be I mean, thirty-four a, in September. It's, it's, it's a discussion, you know. It's a discussion. All right, we'll come back, wrap this thing up here on a Wednesday. Jason and John, ninety-two FM, ESPN. Gary Parish, and it does feel like you don't really have that concern for the foreseeable future about John Morant. You can enjoy the greatness without worrying how long it's going to last. It's your weekday lineup. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max from 5 till 9 a.m. Jeff Calkins, 9 till 11 a.m. Jason and John, 11 till 2 p.m. Giannato and Jeffrey, 2 till 4 p.m. And Gary Parish, 4 till 6 p.m. Load up and lock in Memphis. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's number one sport. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Station. A little housekeeping in uh, in the world of Memphis Tiger basketball. Uh, Keontae Kennedy has been announced uh, as a signee. Uh, in the fold and official. In the fold. He joins uh, KO, Emmanuel Acott, Kendrick Davis, and Elijah McCadden to round out uh, Memphis's additions this offseason. Quote, we are, this is from Penny Hardaway, if it weren't, if it was not obvious. Quote, we are thrilled to add Keontae to our program. He brings toughness, great defensive instincts, and shot-making ability to our roster to go along with his experience. Keontae can guard multiple positions and will provide steady leadership on that end of the floor. And his poise, feel for the game, versatility, work ethic, and competitiveness are just some of the reasons why we know Tiger Nation will love watching him suit up. He is a perfect complement to the pieces we already have and will play, in, uh, as uh, our friend Trista Crick would say, integral role for us this season. Don't get on her. Integral. Integral part. Yeah. Integral. We all have our words that we mispronounce. Integral. Uh, wow. uh, yeah, look, I think Keontae's going to be a good piece for them, right? I mean, they have a lot of the kind of this, the, the, you know, he's not a great shooter, but what he what he lacks in shooting, you know, he brings in defensive versatility. This is the kind of player that Penny recruits. Uh, the thing I take away when you look at all those names too, and 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 Munz has written this, so it's nothing new to y'all. And Penny said he wanted to go here back in January, but this team gonna be old, like you, like one of the oldest teams in college basketball. And I'd put them up against. I mean, we, we got to see, you know, what the rosters look like come fall, but they're gonna be up there with. I got to imagine the handful of oldest teams in college basketball, most experienced, oldest, and it's the that's the thing. It's not just oldest; it's games played. Uh, I, I think our man uh, uh, Michael in the release from Memphis pointed out this quintet of additions that they've that they've brought in. These older guys combined for 441 games, 3,900, so almost 4,000 points at the Division One level. You know, Penny's gone out and he's gotten the experienced older team that he said back in January he was looking to get. And frankly, it looks like it's going to be one of the oldest teams in college basketball. Yeah, I mean that's maybe the oldest. Yeah, it really is. By the time it's said and done, and even his his second unit too, right? I mean that is starters. As like, I mean, like Chandler's coming on. That dude's been in college for a minute. Yep, for a while. Malcolm. Years. Malcolm as well. I mean, yeah, your bench is guys that have played. Jaden, you know, been around the, the Division One level for a while. So that's what I'm saying. They could be the oldest team in college basketball. Literally, the most experienced. We'll see it when Kim Palm puts out. You know, once the rosters are all set. Right. I mean, we. I mean, that's got to. That's got to count for something, doesn't it? Well, it's going to count for something in college basketball. We said experience is invaluable. 
And a lot of times, it's the difference between winning and losing. Well, this is a, this is like the extreme. But there, I mean, there's also it's not like you have experience. You don't have a bunch of like 27 year old scrubs out there. No, that's what I said. It literally is the point: is that you, you're not just out there and yeah. old. You're out there having played and been successful Absolutely. at your previous programs, put up double digits in most of these cases for these guys. Yeah, I, I think most of these additions. I think people are probably, and I haven't seen any of these guys. Play KO's in any like kind the of biggest setting. question mark. Yeah, well, and I don't in terms even, of what your resume, I don't think he's a question done. mark. I think he's. Oh, gonna, stop! He did four and forward UTA. Like, give me a break. It don't stuff. matter. We don't he's need him to do it any, here. Does Memphis need him to do anything other than that? No, they just need him. To, they, they need to do it. Can he be on the floor at the end of a game? Yeah, it's a question still. He can shoot free throws. This is not Musa two point He can. He can, what was he like seventy to eighty percent from the free throw? Now line? you can't stand Chet Holmgren, but you're ready to put your uh, your your whole career on KO here. Don't make it. I mean, you just backwards because the expectation. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is put that mirror up in front of you and let you see what you've done here and how you deal with it is on you, how you adjust is on you. Yeah. You love KO, don't like Chet Holmgren. The, the expectations are much lower for KO. I think we can we can overachieve when we're when the bar is four and four. The bar for Chet is you know ten time All Star, averaging twenty four and ten. I heard you bashing Malco to make your point again this morning with Jeff. You just can't help yourself. I I don't like talking about it. I mean Jeff sets me up for that. He knows how I feel. He sets me up for it every time, you know? But it's not Let's like calm down, little not John. personal. It's calm not- <laughs> down, little John. Let me be healthy first. Get healthy, Malcolm. That's all, man. Yeah. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks to Rob Fisher for joining us on the show. Thanks to Nick Tuggle for hopping on uh, the show. And um, Drew Hill as Drew well. Drew Hill, absolutely. Drew Hill came on and, and uh, gave him. us some of his time for sure. It's going to do it for us today. Gene and Jeffrey are next. Don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.